Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Getting you back to more EEI Late Night with KJ on EEI. Late Night, WEI, part of the WEI Sports Radio Network. Thank you so much for hanging out for the second hour. It's KJ. And uh, yeah, so... The story looking like, and it still hasn't been official, and, and let's remember, Josh McDaniels did play one version of Runaway Bride when it came to joining the Colts, but it looks like it's all set in stone for him to join Dave Ziegler out in Vegas. I think probably what's holding it up is all this Brian Flores news. Cause, you no, know, no, McDaniels like, is official. They had the uh, press conference. Okay, 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 so yeah, I missed it. Sometimes when you're chasing around. A well, kid. he was he was uh, introduced as Josh McDaniel, so I don't really blame you for missing it. Yeah. Different guy, apparently. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't the right guy. That was the, the brother of Run, <laughs> of, of DMC. From but, I, the bigger question is like, okay, do you bring Bill O'Brien back? Um, some people like it, and and there's a part of me that says, at at what point do you branch the tree, right? Because if you're Belichick, your tree is really on the defensive side. And you've just kind of been bringing people in, really, really through the Charlie Weiss tree, right? So, at, w- at what point, especially with a, a young quarterback who's going to need, a, I honestly believe, a gadget, a gadget OC guy, like a younger guy, um, to 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 motivate him. I, I think I think Bill O'Brien would be a night. It's it's okay choice. I get it, I get it. But at some point, when you start hearing the same names again and again and again. But, you know, offenses are looking different than they were 15 years ago. See, I think Bill O'Brien would be a, is the slam dunk choice. Well, that's because he's been here. It's kind of, it's kind runs, of the nature. And he runs the same system Mac ran, so he can at least infuse a little bit of the college offense into the dinosaur offense that Josh McDaniels runs. But last week I talked about, you know, Mac's arm strength, and Tom House had mentioned that maybe an additional 3% can get out of Mac's arm. Looks pretty and, strong tonight. Uh, well, uh, Gosh, don't get me on the skills. Kind of, I'll get to that in a second about how we're trying to force a celebration with Mac being a pro bowler. And I'm sorry. I'm not stamping that on anything. It's like Trubisky it and Vince Young being a pro bowler. Yeah. And then put him in the skills competition. I get it. Mac sold a lot of jerseys. A lot of eyes are on him. You're going to get eyes on something that most people wouldn't watch. I get it. But last week I also said when I ran down the list of quarterbacks in the AFC, Mac was 10th. And that what, what I said that might really amount to is, at best, the Patriots are consistently a six or a seven seed in the playoffs. 
And is the fan base going to be okay with, you know. Now, now hold on. He, wait, is, wait, wait, he wait. is 10th as a rookie. Do I need to go through the names again? I I, you actually do because I want to know who's. You, you weren't here. I, it was. In, it he was, was. He was the thirteenth overall quarterback in the season in the entire league this year. Because the NFC has a lot of bad ones. Mahomes, Allen. You forget about Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow. Well, is Deshaun Watson going to play? Yes. You think Where? forty million is going to sit around? It's sitting around with Kirk Cousins. So why not Deshaun Watson? Yeah, but Kirk Cousins is playing. Deshaun Watson is going to be back on the field. So you still have to count him because he's still in division until he's not there. No. So to make it easier to go through all of them, but ahead of him was also Derek Carr. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is ahead of him. Um, but I see him closer to Tannehill as his ceiling right now. But he was, he, was better than Matt, he was better than Tannehill this season already. So as I was saying, the people that were behind Mac. We're basically Mayfield, Tua, and then there are others that I didn't even count. I didn't even put Zach Wilson in there. I didn't even put um, uh, Trevor Lawrence in there. I didn't. I didn't put him in there. I put him right behind Carson Wentz. Like so, right there is him and Carson Wentz. Right. So you have to say like, okay, if you're around ten in your own conference, oh, Justin Herbert's ahead of him as well. I'm, I'm just thinking of all these different names that go on through there. I, right, but, I mean, I'm not saying the 10 is wrong. I would probably right, put Baker, him between 8 and 10 also. but Right. So you know, Baker Mayfield's behind him. If you want a point of reference, it's like Carson Wentz is just in front of him. And I can see him bypassing Carson Wentz. I can he see that. He could easily leapfrog four guys this season all around him. Carr, Tannehill, no, Wentz. Car, Car, well, I don't even think Tannehill's going to even be in the division. I don't even think he'll be in the AFC. But I still count him in the AFC. I think he, I think he ends up in a swap for... For Aaron Rodgers. That's, I think, Aaron Rodgers gets to, to Nashville. Lifestyle fits him. Uh, there's only a $4 million difference in the remaining money on both of their contracts. You know, you could send him to Green Bay and a restart or just a sit down. Well, I mean, I think Rodgers is coming to the conference anyway. So, Even, yeah, I, I think he goes to Denver. No, I think he goes to the AFC South where he can win the division immediately. I think when you're Aaron Rodgers, you have to win the division. You don't want to be in some type of dogfight with San Diego or Kansas City just to try and get a wild card. Go to the South. You have no competition at all. Deshaun Watson, if Flores gets hired. Oh, come on, man. Now you're really... I mean, I know my song was fiction last hour, but gosh, that's fiction right there. I mean, Flores was announced as a finalist for the Texans job today. (laughs) Yeah, and he was announced as a finalist for that Giants job, even though they'd hired somebody else three days before. Uh, my, my, My point being, back to Mac and back to this offensive coordinator situation. I would think there would have to be some forward think innovation if if you're going to move forward with him, right? If if you know that this guy is not going to run for a bunch of yards, uh, Lamar Jackson was one of those other quarterbacks ahead of him in the, in the conference as well. Um, that he's not going to take off for a bunch of yards. Um, he doesn't have superior weapons, and and let's just face it, superior weapons are not going to be running here. They're not going to say let's all run into England and try and win a championship. Just Mac hasn't earned that type of cachet just yet. So the best thing that I think is going to help him is innovation. Um, here's Ian Rappaport earlier on Gresham Keefe uh, say that O'Brien and the Pats would love to kind of reconnect. As far as Bill O'Brien, I mean, the NFL's process is slow. and Everyone wants answers now, but the reality is the process is slow. So I think there's interest from them, and I think there's interest from him, and a lot of times when that's the case, these things end up working out. But, you know, they got to go through a process. They have to interview multiple candidates. They have to interview candidates uh, who are minorities. Typically, 
The Patriots work very, very slow on staffing, but I do believe there's mutual interest and honestly just makes a lot of sense uh, for all parties. Because it's incestuous. It's the same thing. Now, like, for example, in our fa- Friday, Friday is pizza night at our house. Like, it's never really waned from that, ever. Ever. But we enjoy pizza night, but at some points I'm like, man, like, can someone else take an interest in sushi and let's, let's, let's hit a spot somewhere? Pizza. Like Bill O'Brien's pizza. Okay, we know him. He's been here before. Okay, you got a new quarterback. We're working magic with him. Who's, and, and, who is this young person that you want to come in and coach, though? Who's this young quarterback? They're running. For, you almost wonder, like, okay, look, who is, remember, who is ahead of and who has worked with someone who's ahead of Mac and you may want to get him to that level? Why not Greg Olson? With the Raiders, because if you know Josh McDaniels coming in, he's he's not going to. I don't think he's keeping Greg Olson, the OC guy, to stick with Derek Carr. I mean, it's pretty much some of these players and thinking like we we miss you, Coach. We wanted you to be our coach. Maybe you get Greg Olson to come out here and say, "Look, improve that arm strength. You know, maybe you have that ability to really get a deep ball downfield." I mean, if if you said that you had Mac Jones's mental acumen and some of the tweaked physical abilities of Derek Carr, then I say Mac can easily push himself into the top five in the AFC. Easily. So it's not like, hey, this guy needs to be Mahomes and who he is just to get to the middle of the pack. No, he just needs a little of a little innovation, a little more flexibility to get him there. And a little create some just creative genius. Just some creativity, some younger creativity. I don't know. Look, it that is a good feels, option that I have not heard before. Okay, so here's my concern with the Patriots in terms of it feels like a bunch of the boys are all moving home. Like, Matt Patricia's back and he's in his old bedroom. You know, uh, well, we thought Brian Flores was coming back. We could kind of nix him off. He, he, You know, now Bill O'Brien may be coming back. Does he get his old room? You know, like, where's their room for some new blood especially on the offensive side, because I understand if Bill's going to want to bring back the same or, or, or like-minded defensive guys back into the fold that have worked with him before because that's of his ilk. You know, I mean, he literally has two of his kids living at the facilities. You know, like, it's it's literally like a home of former kids who are there right now trying to figure it out. It was I think that's why it was time for Josh to go because you see all the kids moving back into their old rooms. You're like, Oh man, I was I was about to build an extra wing on here. Maybe maybe I'm the next one. I, I don't know. But Nick Saban, who is currently Bill O'Brien's boss at Alabama, says, "Ah, not so fast, my friend." Maybe some opportunities available for Bill O'Brien. Just how do you approach that? Um, potentially, if, if he does leave, if, if there's an opening on your staff in, in February. Bill's done a great job for us here, and uh, Bill's had a very successful career. Um, I don't think Bill's trying to leave. Uh, I think he likes it at Alabama. I've always been one that guys work hard and do a good job for you if they get opportunities to go someplace else. You know, I want to support them and help them if it benefits them and their family. So, um, but, you know, we have no indication of that other than what you all put on the internet right now, uh, which is a lot of maybes, we're, we're not really trying to address something that might happen. I like that. Social media is just a big question mark. Maybe it's true. Maybe they posted it from their desktop Windows XP computer. Okay, I don't know if Twitter's comparable with that, but you get the picture. 
that it is a lot of conjecture out there that Bill O'Brien would be back here. And and, and here's the thing. I really wanted to see Bill O'Brien succeed at Penn State. I, I thought, like, the best thing he did was put the last names on the jerseys of the kids. And I thought, and people hated it, but I totally got it because he's trying to step into their realm. You can do that at college. You can do little small things at college. But then when you get to the pros and you, you've got a situation like DeAndre Hopkins and you may have ownership above you and it's, it, you know, you know, the last thing you want to do with, as Bill O'Brien is come in and, and, and see that Mac may have a bit of regression. And it may not necessarily be that Mac has gotten worse, but that other teams have prepared better for him because they've got tape. They can, they can watch idiosyncrasies that he has. They can see what he wants to do on third down. What is his tendency on second and seven? What is his tendency on second and five? You know, so you have to give credit to the other ones preparing. And that's where I wonder, like, okay, where is a younger gun, innovative type thinking OC out there, you know, that could that could potentially, you know, bond with Mac and Mac can pull off some of these things and make them look really good. But again, you know, it's it's been a crazy week. You know, like it, it, who would have ever thought four weeks ago? Well, I would have because I still thought if Tom Brady lost before the Super Bowl, he's retiring. Um, that if Mac, if the news was that Mac Jones was going to be named to the Pro Bowl, and that Josh McDaniels was leaving, and that was the story in two weeks, and then told you four weeks later those would be secondary stories. That tells you that a lot is going on. All right. Late night here on WEEI, 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937. It's KJ. All right, coming next, we'll talk Celtics and how the Celtics could end up looking like a really nice team, plus a great show that's that's on uh, Hulu and Epics called Godfather of Harlem. It stars, uh, uh, how come I can't get my name? His name is uh, Forrest Whitaker. Uh, Oh, Annabella Sciorra, Paul Savino, Giancarlo Esposito. It's a great gangster film based in the early 60s. Talk to the executive producer, Marquand Smith, here at 1145. But right now, it's time to trend with Nick. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. More of what you want to hear. EEI Late Night with KJ on EEI. Turn it up. Drop. Late Night WEEI, part of the WEEI Sports Radio Network. It's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. And congratulations to A Tribe Called Quest. They are one of the nominees for this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, before you're one of those, like, well, it's not rock and roll. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit of a story about some guys down in Delta Blues that people didn't call rock and roll. But that's how rock and roll was formed, if that's the way you want to go. So I got my votes in. I put I voted for Tribe Called Quest, Dolly Parton, Judas Priest, Duran Duran and Lionel Richie. Those are my votes for this year. Celtics first uh, former coach Bill Fitch passed away earlier today at the age of 89. For many of you who know, he led this 81 world champion Celtics to their title. And Bill was no joke, man. There is no coach in the NBA today who had an I can care less about your feelings, son, mode to them than Bill Fitch. I mean, he cleaned up some bad teams. I, I, I in fact, I wouldn't I would guess, and I don't know his exact record, but Bill Fitch probably has a losing record as a head coach and is in the in the in the Naismith Hall of Fame. He was just that important. I mean, for those who are old enough to remember, before Bill Fitch got there in the in the last days of uh, of Cowens as the player coach, those Celtics teams, it was about to head to an abysmal abyss. And if Fitch wasn't there, I don't think you see the structure of one that eighty one team that came together. Then he would end up going to Houston and restructuring them, and that's the team that upset the Lakers to go to the Western Conference Final and would end up losing to the Celtics. Uh, Bill Fitch was 89. Um, I can't really be mad at the Celtics over the last month. My emotions have been up and down, but I hope for a miracle 14-3 and January, talking about the last game of December and into the last game here on the 1st. And they pulled off an 11-6 and month. That's... It wasn't going to look like that. Some days look absolutely horrible. And two of the three losses were against Miami and Chicago. And I actually thought, uh, actually two of the three wins were against Miami and Chicago. And I predicted that that would be two of the three losses for the month. So they won games that you didn't expect to win. And they lost a couple of games that they should have won still to this point. And so for the first time this season, the Celtics are actually three games over 500. I mean, that's just how bad and weird of a season it's been. But it comes at the save our souls portion of the schedule, and it it, it can get pretty interesting. Uh, Nick, do you have the clip of when I was on back in December? You have that clip on you? Just tell me if you do in my ear or not. Okay, so back on December 30th, um, I had this bit called uh, the drunk resolutions that I gave to the different sports uh, people. Gosh, I wish you had it because it would prove what I was saying. But in my drunk stupor where Matty D was kind of my, you know, walking me around to the people in the crowd. When I got to Brad Stevens, I suggested that, hey, look, Brad, let your family know that you're going to be getting on a plane uh, for the three-game the three game, uh, road trip. All right, you got it? Okay, play it real quick. 
All right, KJ, I think you need some pretzels, a cracker, maybe a glass of water. Coming up, the room is Brad spinning. Stevens. Really? <clears throat> Brad, how are you? Uh, look, can I tell you something? <clears throat> I've been drinking a bit. But you should definitely tell your peeps that you're personally going to take the road trip with the team. February 4th through February 8th. The last three games before the tread deadline. You know that. You know that. It's on February 10th, Brad. And it's game against the Pistons, the Magic, and the Nets. So you'll get a good read on body language. And some of these players may realize that their next stop could be Detroit or Orlando. <sighs> if they haven't shown their value to the roster. Did you, did, you see, did you see the game? Like, the one where they lost to the guys that, like, virtually had, like, no names on their shirts for the team. Well, never mind. <sighs> Well, Brad, just make sure you sit in the last row on the plane for maximum effect. All right, toodaloo. Tell tell Danny I said hi. That was from December 30th, and so here we are. The Celtics stumble in these next two games against the Pistons and the Magic. Something shocking needs to happen. Still a bad taste in the mouth of the fan base after the way last year ended. And if the Celtics drop two of their next three games on this road trip, the 10th should be the day where a lot of cameras need to set up at the Albeck Center over on Guest Street. Folks got to go. But what seems to be a case right now is that the Celtics could sweep this road trip, which includes a Nets team going into tonight, losing six straight, and they're in disarray. I don't know. Maybe this is the game that Kyrie calls up management at the – for the Brooklyn Nets and say, hey, can I use one of those first-time offense fines? Can you guys pay for that for me to play tonight? The Nets, who are dominating the Eastern Conference, are now sixth in the East. So if the Celtics are sitting at 31-25 and 25 at the trade deadline, they would have won six in a row, and you might be talking about a team that's sitting in sixth in the East. Now you could probably get on the phone and make some real things happen. So I took a look at a few scenarios to say, okay, how can this team be rebuilt in a realistic way and what this team may look like after the rebuild? And trust me, it might be a team that you don't want to see in the playoffs. I know you're probably like, okay, Nick, you're like, yeah, KJ, how do you pull this off, right? All right, here we go. The Celtics send Al Horford and Enos Freedom to Indiana for DeMontis Sabonis and Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb is on the last year of his deal at $10 million, where Sabonis has three years remaining and has got 19 per per year. Ennis is on a one-year deal, and Horford's last year is only guaranteed at $14.5 million, so you can get rid of Horford. But there's this weird clause in Horford's contract that's fascinating. I don't know if you've heard about this, Nick. Horford will get a guaranteed additional $19.5 million if the Sixers make it to the finals this year or next. This probably lends to the intrigue of why Ben Simmons may not be moved this season. Because if you get another All-Star there and they make a run to the finals, hey, guess what? Some guys are going to be poning up some cash to Al Horford. So bonus will allow for spacing on the floor for the Celtics. Rebounding and scoring will come. Uh, It will accent what Rob Williams does defensively and his rebounding dominance. Rob Williams is probably one of the top 10 rebounders in the entire league at this point. So with Sabonis as a stretch four who could play the five, 
would allow Tatum to be more of a long defender on a three, and he can come away from playing the four at all. With Jeremy Lamb, you'll get seven points and three rebounds a game off the bench. All right. The Celtics used the Tristan Thompson trade exemption on Montrez Harrell with the Washington Wizards. Harrell is someone that the Celtics should target long-term. 14 points, seven rebounds a game off the bench. He would provide the scoring off the bench that the Celtics have none of. And I believe the Wizards are are starting to look at this kind of rebuild where Kyle Kuzma, uh, the the center Graffair, and Dinwiddle, uh, Dinwiddie will be kind of the nucleus of a rebuild team because they know that Bradley Beal is not going to stick around. And there's a chance they may not get anything back from him because Bradley's cost is just so much. So Montrez Harrell, with the trade exception for Tristan Thompson, at just over $9 million. The Celtics used the Daniel Tice trade exemption on Robin Lopez for the Orlando Magic. This kind of goes into the thought process of, Brad, get on the plane. You might be recruiting some pieces that you could take. Look, the Celtics need another body that can rebound and spell breathing minutes for Williams, right? Robin is tough. He's been kept out of games for the Magic recently, which I believe is a sign that teams see a value in what he can do at only $5 million. So not put a whole lot of wear and tear on him and get him to a team that may try and make a playoff run. He's in the last year of his deal, so he'd just be nothing but hired help. And, of course, the TPE is only good for a season. And he would be an upgrade from Ennis, uh, who offers nothing on the defensive end. You like how this team is being built so far, Nick? It's looking not too bad, huh? That's a lot of size. Oh, that's a lot, lot of size. Of, hey, we look. You know what? The, what? What? What do they not do? <laughs> if you got a couple of guys that hit a, long, a lot of long shots, you need somebody to catch those rebounds. Well, they also need somebody to shoot the long shot on the other side. Well, then here you go. The Celtics trade Dennis Schroeder and use the Evan Fournier trade exception for Luke Kennard and Reggie Jackson, the LA Clippers. I've been wanting Reggie Jackson here for years, so make it happen. Yeah, Schroeder's payday is going to come next year, and the Celtics don't want to overpay for the guy. He might be asking Horford money. And, like, every night when I pray, after I see my daughter, and I say, and and please let us get from under another contract, <laughs> like like the one that Al's under. But, <clears throat> look, okay, Jackson is struggling from the field this season, but I wouldn't worry about that because a change of scenery and a chance to redeem himself during a playoff run could be idealistic, and he still averages 16 a game. If that drops down to 12 and he's willing to come off the bench and occasionally start, he could be a difference maker. Plus, Luke Kennard gives you the outside shooting the team needs. He could show the rest of the team, come here, boys, let me show you what it's like to shoot 40% behind behind the three arc. So here's what the Celtics would look like after these moves. Smart, Brown, Tatum, Sabonis, and Williams. Your bench is Reggie Jackson, Luke Luke Kennard, Jeremy Lamb, Montrez Harrell, and Robin Lopez – your extended bench would be Grant Williams and, and Josh Richardson. And then there are three that you'd have to figure out and two you could keep. So between Hauser, Thomas, Nesmith, Pritchard, Lankford, and Bruno Fernando, you keep two and you cut three. Bowl Bowl stays on uh, injured reserve and so does uh, the other guy. And going off the books is the Fournier exception, uh, Fournier exception, exception, the Tice exception, Horford, Schroeder, and Freedom. How do you like that? That's a team that you'd be scared of. If you've got Sabonis who can give you some scoring inside and can stretch, Rob Williams continue to do what he does, and there's not a need to give him the ball more, but he could still be efficient. You've got shooting 
and size coming off the bench. Jackson can score. Kennard can score. Montrez can score. Montrez, uh, Montrez can score. And then you intermix them as well. Man, oh man. Look, you don't even have to touch Tatum, Brown, Williams. Hell, Grant Williams gets the stay. That was kind of, that was, I, I think this can happen. You know, I think if Brad is going to make a move and, and with the team winning three in a row, that's going to help your case. What will also help is you cannot, you cannot have a repeat of the Minnesota game against Orlando or against Detroit in these next two away games. If you do, you, you, I, I don't go shopping. I, I don't go shopping if I'm Brad. And you potentially are sitting in the sixth spot with Cleveland ahead of you at the five spot. So there's a part of you that says with this lineup right here, if they if they lined up against the Cleveland Cavaliers right now with Smart, Brown, Tatum, Sabonis, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Jeremy Lamb, Montrez Harrell, Robin Lopez, with an extended bench of Grant Williams and Josh Richardson, <laughs> I, I would say, you know what? Why couldn't this team continue to climb? I think that Cavs team is the team that falls out. I believe they have so. not been good lately, and they well, are they're sputtering. Well, I, I I believe I thought they were fools gold too, but again, um, three quarters of a season does not make a season, right? And and this is where Brad could really show, like, look, I have some real pieces. So so you were were at one point the thinking was that maybe you have to move Marcus Smart to the Western Conference to get something in return in a rebuild. But now you say, hey, wait a minute. The Nets are really in trouble. Kyrie can only play half the time. James Harden is in a funk. This would be the time well, that he you put, wants out. Well, there you go. That's a funk right there. Plus the Sixers, you're starting to see Embiid wear down. Chicago, you're still kind of saying, okay, they're managing things pretty well, but how does this team really run fluid with you know with without Lonzo Ball there? Because I think you know when you have a great facilitator who doesn't think about scoring, that helps all the people that score. So you say, you know what? What if Marcus Smart is the guy that you put on DeMar DeRozan for a series? And if Marcus Smart is not dependent on for any scoring, which sometimes people wish, that now you're like, okay, who goes and gets Brown and Tatum and Sabonis and Williams on the put back? And then when the whistle blows, when the, eh, Reggie Jackson and Kennard is coming in. So now you got some shooting and you got Montrez Harrell out there. Oh, I, I like that team. Maybe because I made it, but... I, that is a nice team right there. It's a little bigger. More like, sorry. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go there, you're going to go there. But, yeah, you said you've, you've been on Reggie Jackson for a while, and I think he's one of those guys where what's happening with the Clippers and with both uh, with both uh, Paul George and and Kawhi Leonard both out, and then even the wonderment, like, like, Kawhi may opt out and not even stay with the Clippers. So an experiment that I think was supposed to be this long-term now has a lot of players that are just kind of like maybe just waiting for their number to get called. I mean, the Clippers are just kind of sitting in kind of a no-man's land. Well, they're going to gain a game tonight because they're up by like 15 on the Lakers. <laughs> well, that's good for pride. You know, even the Lakers, they I mean, they're going to have a problem moving people unless, you know, they're like, hey, you, you want Carmelo Anthony for a million and – well, most people say sure, but will Carmelo Carmelo Anthony show up? Right. So, so the Celtics could end up with a six-game winning streak going into the trade deadline. 
And if that's the case, because I believe they can beat the Nets in Brooklyn now. That's a game I didn't think they could win, but now with the Nets keep sputtering and sputtering and sputtering and now aren't even the talk of the East. You know, it's all about Chicago. The Hornets are hot, and, you know, I like how the Hornets push, but gosh, do I miss Terry Rozier? I miss him so much. You know, it's going to be it's going to be a nice playoff. It's going to be a nice playoff season when it comes around. If the Celtics can get to sixth, then now they're cooking with heat. All right. Up next, a great show that's on Hulu through Epics. It's called Godfather of Harlem. It stars uh, Forrest Whitaker. He's an Emmy, he's an Emmy winning award-winning actor. Uh Paul Servino, Annabella Sciorra, uh Paul Gian, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. You might know him from Breaking Bad from El Polo Loco. Is that the name of it? El Polo Loco? Uh no, it's El Pollo Hermanos. El Pollo Hermanos. Yeah, El Polo because there's a real place called El Polo Loco. That's what I think about. It. It's like loosely based off of that. But it's a great drama that's that binge watching. There's no football this weekend. I'll talk to the executive producer, Mark Juan Smith, next here on WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to EEI Late Night with KJ on EEI. Late night, WEEI with KJ. And look, all in New England, we're already kind of in a depression that not only are the Patriots not in next week's Super Bowl, but there's no football this week, and you still got all that snow in front of your house. This is the perfect time to binge what I think is one of the top five shows on cable for streaming out there. It's called The Godfather of Harlem. Listen to who's in it, especially for my heads that love good gangster films that have intertwined connections. Forrest Whitaker, Paul Servino, Giancarlo Esposito, Chaz Palmentari, Annabella Sciarra, and Method Man. And on the line, I have Mark Juan Smith, executive producer, Godfather of Harlem. I, I got to give you a clap right, right now, man. Right, I just got to give you a clap and say congratulations to you on putting in an excellent timepiece together. Let me kind of briefly describe it for those who've never seen it. Thank you for having me. But um, this show is really about the collision of civil rights in the underworld. I mean, Bumpy is from South Carolina. He migrated from the South to New York. And, you know, he didn't come up to New York to become a, a gangster. You know, he actually came up there to become an attorney. Versus office, we're not going to give uh, an African-American male uh, uh, any type of financial aid. So he took the cards that was dealt to him. I mean, he was the first African-American gangster that actually sat down with Lucky Luciano. Uh, Vito Genovese and Maya Lansky, Bugsy Siegel, you know, Frank Costello. You know, he was he was a person that wasn't just a gangster. He read Shakespeare. He read Nietzsche. 
So it's you know it's it's a it's a it's a show about the termination, about the transition from someone coming home from Alcatraz in 1963 and his relationship with a civil rights leader like Malcolm X. We're talking about Mark Juan Smith, executive producer of Godfather of Harlem. It's a great series on epics. I wanted to touch in an aspect because it's it also talks about the political and Giancarlo Esposito plays the role of Adam Clayton Powell, and he's wielding yep, a lot of power. And in a direct, and a tie to Massachusetts and Boston here, he also discusses some of his relationships with the Kennedys. Can you talk about the political portion of this film as uh, of the show as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Adam Clayton Powell was a, a big, big influence in the African American community for uh, getting the Civil Rights uh, Voting Act passed. And um, we, you got to compare Adam to like the, the greats uh, such as the Martins of the world and the Malcolm X's of the world. He was someone that believed in fighting for the people. And I think we try to depict that in the show, you know, showing him as a man who, who enjoyed the finer things in life. You know, he had a, you know, he loved to have a good drink every now and then. He loved a beautiful woman, but he was also for the people. Now we've got to talk about the gangster aspect. I remember the murder of the head of the, the Genovese family when I was a kid. But this story, Godfather of Harlem on Epic, starts to talk about the relationships of the five families that have become so well-known. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to think about it. You know, Bumpy was born in 1905. You know, uh, Lucky Luciano had just came up from Italy to America. Uh, You have Vito Genovese. You have Frank Costello. You have Bugsy Siegel, Maya Lansley. All these guys were like the – they were the, the center of the underworld and bumpy johnson was one of the only african-american men that were able to sit down with them and we wanted to showcase the relationship because harlem the landscape is not that big right you know the italian americans had to live on the same and share the same space as african-americans and and irish americans so we wanted to showcase the tale of two cities there's actually a tale of three cities because you had spanish harlem and that's that's what we're going to dive into in uh, season three about the uh, the Cuban underworld. Wow. Mark Juan Smith, executive producer, Godfather of Harlem, Forrest Whitaker, Paul Servino, Giancarlo Esposito, Chaz Palminteri, Annabella Shore, a method man. You you even play Junie Bird. It's very rare that the executive producer is also inside their production. When I first started this project back in 2000, you know, this was, you know, I'm an actor and I wanted to create a lane. You know, I will always tell people to create your own lane. Don't wait for anybody to hire you. And uh, to be honest with you, even though as an executive producer, there wasn't no nepotism. I had to audition for my own role. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's real. You know, as an executive producer, you know, I had to do a lot of the research, uh, making sure the uh, the historical aspect of it was as, as correct as possible. My character, yeah, I, did. I had to audition for it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Scared money don't make none, right? Huh? All right, Mark Smith, executive producer, Godfather of Harlem. It's on Epics. Catch the first two seasons because season three has been green-lighted, correct? Absolutely. We're oh, congratulations. Actually in the, we're, actually, we're actually in the writer's room right now. Oh, well, then, on it. I need to be in there with y'all. <laughs> but, okay, so, uh, Mark, why are we going to have a little bit of fun? All right, so... A&T plays Morgan State in a football game. Who wins? <laughs> Morgan. A&T, Morgan all are you day. End this interview now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, 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 I highlight that because I on my show, I like to showcase that HBCU alum 
are doing great things that are available for everyone. And that I think one of the great talents we have is we have the ability to provide great entertainment, to show our diversity, and to be able to be historically correct when we start to talk about things because we've been given that vision from both sides of the world. I have to agree with you with that because, you know, my point is I've always wanted to create history and make history cool and not just entertain but educate as well and turn into edutainment. Catch the first two seasons of Godfather of Harlem. Boston, New England, you're tighter. Your your back is hurting from all the shoveling, from all the snow. There's no football games this weekend, so get those two seasons in so that way you can be ready for season three. An absolute all-star cast and an HBCU alum who's the executive producer, Marquan Smith, Godfather of Harlem, man. Thank you so much for hanging out in WEEI. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Just... It's a great show. Nick, you have Hulu? I do have Hulu, yep. Yeah, it's it's on there. It's That's the, the probably easiest way to get there because Net, uh, Epix isn't available everywhere on every system. But, um, oh, my gosh, it is it is one of those hook-line sinkers. There's this one episode where uh, it's the beginning, uh, early years, the early portion of Muhammad Ali's boxing career, and he bumps up against one of the guys that are who are local there. And uh, it's before... Uh, Ali would fight Liston in the famous fight where he wins the title, shook up the world, and everything. So it, it's just fascinating how all these different uh, points of interest all meet in this in this area around 1962-63. Uh, underworld, the French connection, uh, for those who know about like the stuff that would start to come in the early 70s, between the movement of Montreal, stuff from Montreal and to New York and Boston and everything. Maybe I shouldn't tell I know about that stuff. But uh, it it gives you like the introduction to all these, but the five families and how they're intertwined and everything that goes on. It's just absolutely a fascinating show. Godfather of Harlem. Uh, you can find it on Hulu. It's from Epics. Uh, Forrest Whitaker is just an absolute amazing actor. I mean, people, you know, talk about when he did uh, Last King of Scotland and just how he pulled that off. But this one right here, it's you feel like you're literally pulled into the time itself. And that's what's so fascinating. Whoa, what a day. What a day. So Brian Flores, if, thank you so much for listening to Late Night here on WEI-KJ. Uh, whether it's just for a couple of minutes, 15, 16 minutes, or for all two hours, thank you so much for hanging out. Um, yeah, Brian Flores, in my opinion, I think he might have done one interview too many, and that was the one with the NPR, where I you know, NPR dug a little bit deeper, and now he specifically says Belichick by name is part of this system of problems. And... Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know for sure if Bill mistakenly, you know, this is a guy whose acumen is like top shelf. Mistakenly, you know, like where you don't want to necessarily bite the hand that might have fed you a legit case, you know, to against the NFL and the Giants. Which I think is the biggest story of the three prong in it. You know, the, the the Denver story, you know, that's that's kind of like how you view it through a lens. You didn't factually know that they were out drinking the night before. And I think that's kind of a tough statement. I'm just going to be honest with you when I say stuff, right? Even the comments about Stephen Ross telling you that, you know, hey, I want you to, you know, drop games and I'll give you $100,000. He might have told you that. I'm not saying that that's not the case. But a lawyer will tell you it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. Yeah, a lot of this is really hard to prove. But 
the but situation with the Giants. Yes, that is different. That is different, and I think that should be what the focus of all of this is on, right? Because all the other stuff could be like, well, did that really happen? Because even with Hugh Jackson, you know, Hugh, it seemed like Hugh Jackson dove straight into the 15-foot portion of the pool, and then when I asked him a few more questions, who's just like, oh, let me put my toe in first. What I was really saying was, but I think, again, the bigger story that the conversation needs to be had regarding uh, the Brian Flores situation is how African-American coaches are being paraded in for interviews after people are hired. Did we see it with Byron Leftwich? Uh, well, with Byron left, we, we just have to find out what, what that's about. Because if he withdrew his name and they made an offer, well, that's on Byron Leftwich. But if they left Byron Leftwich hanging or Byron Leftwich got wind that, hey, uh, somebody else already has the job, then the story and the snowball is just going to get bigger for the NFL. Uh, thank you for listening to my crazy parody based on Steely Dan's Ricky Don't Lose That Number titled Brian Don't Lose That Number. You can hear it on the podcast. That'll be available after midnight here at weei.com. So thank you. Have a great night. Be safe in the weather tomorrow. Remember the Super Bowl here on WEEI. Have a good night. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.